What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back to the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for the latest episode of Broncos Now. As always, I'm your host, Sydney Jones. And coming up on today's episode, the Denver Broncos are set to hit the road to head to Las Vegas. We heard today from head coach Sean Payton as he spoke to the media for the final time ahead of Sunday's matchup. And Broncos lead writer Eric Delala joins the show for a game preview. All that and more coming up. The Denver Broncos hit the road to head to Las Vegas tomorrow. They're set to face the Raiders for their season finale. And head coach Sean Payton spoke today to the media for the final time ahead of Sunday's matchup and talked about the offense's inefficiency in goal-to-go situations and how they'll look to improve that on Sunday. I would say when we do this offseason, you know, we'll hit these evaluations. Um, I'm sure it'll be a handful of things. Um, generally speaking, um, the teams that are better in the red zone are usually teams that are better running it in the red zone. And there, there are two, two elements I always think of, your running game and your third down numbers. Um, if you convert a third down in the red zone, it's asked, the change of scoring a touchdown goes up. You know, and so you can be a good red zone defense because you're good playing. Like this team we're playing, I would say, is a real good red zone third down defense. Now, overall, the unique thing is some teams are defending. This team has defended few trips. They're in the top ten. Uh, so the first element to playing good red zone defense is not allowing them in the red zone. But and then you do the the numbers when teams enter the red zone. So um, third down's important. The running game's important. Now let's take a look at this week's final injury report. Tight end Chris Manhurts and tackle Mike McGlinchey have both been ruled out for Sunday's game. Head coach Sean Payton did say today that Cam Fleming will get the start at right tackle and added to that saying what it means to have a veteran guy replacing Mike McGlinchey. Yeah, tackle three has to be, and, and you know, we're looking at cut-ups from a year ago, and there he is. Um, he jumped in last, you know, he's, he's experienced. Um, I think it's extremely important. Um, and he's had a lot of snaps. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think... You know, when, when the offseason came and we were looking at, you know, who that who tackle three is, um, that's an important position. Sean Payton went on to talk about his schedule following a Sunday's game, the start of the offseason, and talked about the value of taking a few days off. It's important. Just <clears throat> we don't want to emotionally grade, period. Um, so typically the season ends with team meeting. You know, we'll visit with the players Monday, you know, um, and then that week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the coaches are working on just putting together their reports on their players. Just a lot of it is snaps, play time, um, you know, an overall report, and they can put it into the computer. And um, that's that's what next week is. And then the following week, they're off. And then Monday, whatever day that is, when we're back, um, we start you know, the roster review, and that usually takes three, maybe four days. You know, we'll hear from the trainers. We'll hear from the strength coaches. Every player that came through our doors that's here will discuss in-depth health um, in all elements of the program. And then, uh, and then, then we get into, I think one of the things you were, then we get into um, scheme review, cut-ups um, offensively and defensively for a good two weeks. And then free agency kind of, you know, begins to pick up relative to projects. Then there's a whole 
litany of it, but the calendar, um, the calendar's done all the way up until we break in the summer. The only thing I don't have is when training camp starts, and that's based on a little bit of the, the pre -season. So the calendar is pretty much laid out from here through uh, the end of the offseason program before summer break. Now joining me here inside the Broncos podcast studio for a game preview is Broncos lead writer Eric Delala. Eric, thanks for joining me. Final game preview of the season. So sad, Sid. It is. Things are coming to an end. I know. Hopefully we end it with a win here. Yes, I hope so too. Eric, looking at the matchup, I know head coach Sean Payton, he's talked all week just about how this team's approaching everything the same as they would in every other week, every other game. Yeah, Starters are going to play and... Yeah, they are. Uh, sorry to cut you off there. Yeah, so okay. they are. They are treating it like a like a must-win game mm -hmm. and um, approaching it like they they want to get this ninth victory. And that means guys who are healthy are going to play, and yep. they largely are healthy for the most part. Exciting that uh, Cortland Sutton will be yeah. back out there, Baron Browning those guys. And so, um, you know, I think this game is important just in terms of showing that you can beat this type of team. And, uh, you know, it's a heck of a lot better to finish the season eight and three than to lose through your last four. And, um, you know, this has been the season said we've talked about this a lot of, of ending certain streaks, yeah. whether it's to the Chiefs on primetime at SoFi, uh, winning on the road in the division. Mm -hmm. I know that Sean Payton has said it's more about getting the ninth win and, and having a winning season. But I do think there's something about showing that you can beat the Raiders and ending this streak that has gone on a little too long and, um, you know, just head into the next season with some momentum and um, see where it takes you. Yeah, definitely. Eric, you mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, we just looked at the injury report. Mike McGlinchey, he will be out for Sunday's game. And Cam Fleming will start in his place. You know, we saw Cam Fleming come in for him in the last game. So what did you think of his performance, you know, versus the Chargers? And what are your expectations for Cam moving forward? Yeah, obviously a veteran player, yeah. right? And so that's valuable. And Sean Payton talked about how important that third tackle is. Mm -hmm. um, a player that can play on both sides, that can help out in a pinch. Thought he did a fine job coming in there right. uh, for Mike McGlinchey. Mm -hmm. Went out pretty early in that game. Jared Stidham was only sacked twice on the day. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I think, obviously, it's a, a different challenge this week against a guy like Max Crosby. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it's about the offensive line as a unit and uh, Jared Stidham getting the ball out quickly, using the run game to help, help offset some of that pass rush. And then we know Cam Fleming's a valuable veteran player. He's played a lot of football here, made a lot of starts. Yep. Um, and so I think he'll be just fine. Yeah. Eric, what do you hope to see out of Jared Siddham, this being, you know, final opportunity of the season to show what he can do? Yeah, well, hopefully another win. I, I think that's yeah. big. And I know that um, QB wins is a big topic of conversation. Mm -hmm. but, I, but I do think it's important that he can show, he can go help the team win this sort of game. Again, I think if you're going to be a guy that, that, you know, proves he can have a chance of, of – leading this thing moving forward you've got to show you can win this type of game um you've got to be able to to beat teams like the raiders right. on the road and i think it's a different test really for him than the chargers were you know the chargers statistically at least had struggled going right. against uh opposing passing attacks whereas this raiders team is much better and they've been near the top of the leagues excuse me near the top of the league in um in scoring defense since Antonio Pierce took over. They've been yeah. really good in the red zone. They've taken the ball away from opposing offenses. And so this is a different sort of test. And I think it gives Jared Stidham a chance to show what he's about, um, who he can be as a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean he needs to play outside of the system or outside of himself. But I do think it'll be a good test just in terms of being able to deliver the ball on time, get the ball to your playmakers, which he'll have a couple more since Cortland Sutton and Marvin Mims 
are going to play in this football game. So that's helpful. Um, but yeah, I just want to see him again, operate things cleanly mm-hmm. on the road, which is more difficult when there's crowd sure. noise, you work in the silent count, all those sorts of things, avoid turnovers again, and then just make some of these plays that, that you made last week, but just try to hit maybe a couple more of them. And, uh, I'd expect it's going to be a hard-fought game, Sid, back and forth. Um, yeah. Even though it's week 18 and week 18, and both teams are eliminated, yeah. uh, these teams don't like each other. It's a rivalry, and mm-hmm. so you're going to want to go win it. And uh, for him to go back to Las Vegas, what a cool opportunity to potentially beat his former team and to go 2-0 and with the Broncos. Yeah, I was going to say, Eric, you know, his first start um, on the road for the Broncos, but he should feel a little bit comfortable in Allegiant Stadium, right? Yeah, a uh, different locker room, but right. otherwise uh, he should uh, – <laughs> You know, he should be pretty comfortable, and it'll be, I'm sure, cool for him to go against some of these guys that he uh, was either coached by or yeah. worked with. Um, you know, Max Crosby, I think mm-hmm. Antonio Pierce said earlier this week, Max Crosby's looking forward to saying hello to Jared Stidham up close and personal. Hopefully nervous. they keep some uh, some space between them as he yeah. says hello during a pass rush. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think Jared Stidham isn't making it too big a deal going back there and um, just trying to, to show what he can do and and – when you focus on your job and what you have to do, which is what Jared Stidham talked about, that I, I think can be a guiding force and helpful in, in blocking out some of the noise of, is this an audition? Right. Going back to play against your former team, all those sorts of things. If you just focus solely on what you're supposed to do each play, each mm-hmm. drive, I think that can be helpful and, and kind of center you. Eric, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I want to circle back to it. You know, how have you seen the Raiders just kind of change their, you know, attitude, culture under interim head coach Antonio Pierce? Because, I mean, they look like a different team since yeah. he took over. Yeah, they, they really do. Um, and just four and four, you know, the record hasn't necessarily been there, right. um, but they're playing hard. They're playing, quote unquote, the Raider way, which mm-hmm. I know is important out there. Uh, to that team they're tough they're physical they have the same tenacity that Antonio Pierce had as a player for the Giants Um, and uh, yeah they're gonna they're gonna try to make it a a street fight they're gonna try to beat you up they're gonna make this a a tough difficult physical game Mm -hmm. you gotta be ready to go I think and there's been times you know over the past few years where the Broncos may not have been ready for that type of uh, that battle I think they've been ready for it mostly this year Mm -hmm. Um, and you know can they do it one more time this is a, a Raiders team that's playing hard. And while they don't have necessarily, you know, they can't get to a winning season and they can't quite, um, you know, obviously they're eliminated from the playoffs. Right. But to them, you hear Devontae Adams talk about it. Mm-hmm. They're playing for Pierce to be back there as their head coach next year. And so when guys are motivated like that, that's a that's a real thing. That's a driving force. And so the Broncos have to be ready to combat that and, and kind of bring their own juice and be ready to go this week. Yeah, definitely. I know the Raiders did announce today that running back Josh Jacobs, he is out for Sunday's game, and he's been a problem for this Broncos defense over the past many years. So um, one less thing to worry about, I guess, on Sunday. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's he's played like a Hall of Famer yeah. when he plays the Broncos, and mm-hmm. so uh, to not have to worry about him is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Mayer's out, too, at tight end. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they still have their weapons, obviously. I mean, Devontae Adams is always going to be a guy you've got to worry about. Pat Sertan, I'd imagine, mm-hmm. uh, would have the uh, unenviable task of facing him. But uh, that's what you want to see, right? These right. matchups between two great players. So I think it's got to start with finding a way to slow down Devontae Adams. And if you're able to do that and make somebody else beat you, um, I think you live with it. Now, obviously, in week one, Jacoby Myers did beat you. So you yeah. don't want to let that happen. But but this is a different defense, Sid, than uh, we've seen than we saw earlier in the season. And um, 
You know, they haven't allowed a division opponent yet to score uh, 20 points on them. So that's been impressive. Good and uh, I believe if they hold them to 16 points or fewer, this is from our, our stat maven, Sid, Tyler Gorse. He <laughs> says uh, if the Broncos allow 16 or fewer points, it'll be the fewest points allowed over the course of the season to a, to all the division, division. opponents, mm-hmm. um, I think, ever. So wow. that's uh, ever. in franchise history. Oh. So that would uh, that's something to watch for there. Definitely. Broncos are currently leading in divisional scoring defense in the mm-hmm. NFL this year. So they've played well against division opponents, but uh, it'll be a tough challenge. Definitely. Yeah, Eric, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, and we've heard the players all week talk about how much it would mean to get this ninth win, to get a winning season. But what do you think overall for the organization to have a winning season, not having had one since 2016? What would that mean? Yeah, I think in some ways, I mean, I've seen this mentioned on social media a little bit, is Mm -hmm. it, it kind of takes this season, even though you don't make the playoffs, it removes it from the previous six seasons, seven seasons. I mean, going all the way back to 2016 2016, where you didn't make the playoffs, but you had a winning record. You were competitive. You were, you were very close to making the playoffs. I Mm -hmm. mean, you could run through a a laundry list of games in 2016 that if one or two plays went differently, you're in the playoffs. This to me feels like that year. Whereas 2017 through 2022, um, you never had a winning record. Many of those seasons said you weren't even particularly close. And so, um, you know, that's just kind of the, the, the blunt truth of yeah, it. And true. so if you're able to get to nine and eight this year, I think it represents a big step forward of we've broken this streak of losing seasons. We're starting to turn the corner. Is it a finished product yet? No, but right. I think we heard Mike McGlinchey say on Thursday, this team discovered a little bit of its heart. They battled, they found some things out about themselves um, and, and they want to keep that going. And not that all of that is tossed aside. If you don't win this football game, particularly, I think if it's close, right? I mean, if you get blown out, maybe you feel differently and then knock on wood that that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But if you win this football game, I think you're able to go into the off season and feel like you've really done something. You've changed the culture here. Right. You're taking a step forward. Um, you know, you're just, you finish basically one win outside of the playoffs. That all, that all means something. And um, so it, it does seem like such a fine line between eight and nine, nine and eight. And it does, you know, in the grand scheme very of things, different. Right. And I know fans are like, oh, well, losing would help with draft positioning and help yeah. with the schedule. I think for this team, and I, I think we talked about this Monday, Sid, mm-hmm. this is a team that I feel like you can't pick and choose when you want to win, when you're learning how to win. Yeah. And it's a good point. You know, I think this team, every time they go out there, has to be trying how to win, or right. excuse me, trying to win, sure. um, finding a way to, to do that. Yeah. Just because it's a it's a culture, it's a learned skill, and if you just say, "Oh, we're we're mailing it in this week, we'll pick it up next year," I don't know if this team's at a point where it can do that. They've got to constantly be fighting for that, and then you've got a bunch of individual guys who are you know, are they playing to prove that they should be on this team next year, that they should have a starting role, that they right. should have a larger role. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of individual kind of um, you know reasons, reasons to play hard in this yeah. game and perform well. So, uh, yeah. Nine and eight would be would be huge, and um, hopefully we don't have to worry about what what eight and nine means for the year because yeah. uh, I think it'd be a good springboard moving forward if you can get this ninth win. I think so too. It's kind of uh, crazy to think about if you look back at the beginning of the season, going one five to start the year. Now that we're talking about a winning potentially a winning record to end the season. Yeah, another uh, our friend Tyler also said that this yeah. team has never gone from three games below 500 Uh at some point in the season to having a winning record. So um, it it does. It speaks to how this team has fought that they've, 
come back from one and five. You could have mm-hmm. easily mailed it in, said, we'll see you next year. We'll figure it out next yeah. year. Um, but a credit to these guys, the coaching staff, the front office for, for having guys that, that fought and uh, are now in a position to have a winning season. Yeah. It's been a fun season. It has. I mean, this, uh, this run, Sid, if you get the win this week, eight yeah. wins in the last 11 weeks, I mean, that uh, you look around the league, not many teams are able to do that. So no matter who it's against, I know there's been some tough moments. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly some of these recent losses just kind of eat at you, yeah. but it's been fun. I think there's been uh, more hope around here than there has been in quite a while. Yep, I agree. Well, Eric, appreciate you joining the show all season long, but also today as well. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate it. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of Broncos Now. Broncos Country, thanks so much for tuning in. I'll meet you right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube on Monday for a game recap. And we'll see you all then.